Good day, America. Welcome to Locked On ACC for Monday, May 11th, 2020. I am Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FBSchedules.com. They are presenting this material in conjunction with me. Also, College Hoops Digest. Love it if you give those two sites a look when you get a chance. A belated Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there and all the mothers in your life. Hope they had a wonderful day. I know it's still a little bit odd trying to take your mom out when you're trying to celebrate Mother's Day and you can kind of go eat and you kind of can't. You can kind of go to church and you kind of can't. But anyway, hope the day was wonderful for you and for all of the mothers within earshot of this program. Also want to remind you this show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you are all up in your feels over the last week of the last dance coming this coming week, you can go emotionally eat and do it in a healthy manner, check out Built Bar. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you can get $10 off your first order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. You can get $10 off your first order at Built Bar. And again, you can eat your emotions as the last dance wraps up this coming Sunday. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. We're talking today about North Carolina's football schedule coming up for 2020. But before we move ahead, as we always do, we must move back. Take a look at the 2019 Tar Heels. An interesting start for North Carolina last year. They started 2-0 and with Sam Howell, and then the wheels kind of fell off. Tar Heels lost 6-8 of eight in a tough stretch that was most likely punctuated by a couple of games. We'll talk about those games as we go along. But the Heels did rebound quite nicely. Three wins to close the season. A big win over Mercer, a big win over NC State, and a big win over Temple in the Military Bowl. And the Tar Heels finished 7-6-4-4 in the ACC and turned around what was, at one point, a fairly disappointing season in 2019. Sam Howell, as I mentioned, the main quarterback for the Tar Heels. He attempted 422 of the 430 passes the Tar Heels tried last year. He was 259 of 422, 61.4% through the air, 3,641 yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 rips for Sam Howell. The pride of Indian Trail, North Carolina. Michael Carter, the leading rusher last year, 177 carries, 1,003 yards, 3 touchdowns for Carter. He also hauled in 21 passes, 154 yards, 2 touchdowns. Javante Williams, 166 carries, 933 yards, five touchdowns for the Tar Heels. Howell carried 94 times, but gained just 35 yards. Antonio Williams, 48 carries, 322 yards for the Tar Heels. Daz Newsom, 72 grabs, 1,018 yards last year, 10 TDs. Deami Brown, we'll talk about him quite a bit later, 51 catches, 1,034 yards, 12 touchdowns, an average of 20.3 a grab for Brown. Bo Corral is also 40 catches, 575 yards, six touchdowns for the Tar Heels last year. Looking at their depth chart, again, these are all fairly preliminary. It's tough to get much of a read on depth charts when we didn't really have a spring. But as much as we can, we'll tell you about depth charts for these teams. Obviously, Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina, that pretty much goes without saying. Jace Reuter will be his backup. Reuter played very sparingly last season. And when I say very sparingly, he attempted two passes, completed one for seven yards. And freshman Jacoby Criswell will also be in that mix. Running back, 
Those two top rushers I mentioned before, Michael Carter, Javante Williams, both slated to be back. Both of them potential all-ACC rushers. Receivers, Newsom and Brown back once again to provide those deep threats on either corner. And you really have to be concerned about both of those guys in that Carolina offense. Bo Corral is also back. Carolina is really, really loaded at the receiver position. As I mentioned, both Newsom and Brown went over 1,000 yards last year. One other interesting battle on which to keep an eye at Carolina. Last year, Noah Ruggles kicked for Carolina. He hit all 45 of his extra point attempts, but was just 19 of 27 for field goals. Grayson Atkins comes in a Furman transfer. He is a grad transfer. Atkins, for his Furman career, 33 of 41 field goal attempts, 132 of 138 on PATs. He was a first-team All-American as a junior at Furman. He was also a two-time All-Southern Conference performer, so Atkins could very easily push Ruggles coming in as a grad transfer. That's probably the main battle on which to keep an eye because, like I mentioned, a lot of their skill guys are back, and a lot of them are really good. Tar Heels start off the season Friday, September 4th. They will travel to Orlando and take on UCF. The Knights last year, 10-3, and 24th overall in the final AP poll. The Knights also 6-2 and two in the American East. They won the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl 48-25 over Marshall last season. The schools have never played, and you might remember some of the circumstances as to why they've not played. They were scheduled to play in 2018. They were going to play in Chapel Hill. You'll recall Hurricane Florence came around right around that time and canceled that game, delayed some others. So that game not played. This is the second game of what was slated to be a 2018-2020 two-game series. The Knights and Tar Heels have added some games. 2024 and 2025, the two teams will also square off in a home-and-home. UCF will travel to Kingdom Memorial September 21st, 2024. UCF will then host North Carolina again September 20th, 2025. Then there will be another game in Chapel Hill in 2027. The ESPN likelihood of victory in this game, they only like Carolina as a 21.3% favorite on the road in Orlando. You thought that was a tough start. Saturday, September 12th, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta will be the site as Carolina takes on Auburn. Last year, the Tigers 9-4, 5-3 in the SEC West. They finished 14th in the nation last year. They fell in the Outback Bowl 31-24 against Minnesota, but you know of what Auburn is capable, particularly with Bo Nix under center. Auburn's won two of the three games the schools have played in their histories. The last one, 2001, December 31st of that year, North Carolina beat Auburn, the only time they've beaten them, 16-10 in the 2001 Peach Bowl. The two games before that, 1987 and 1988, the Tar Heels lost 47-21 in 88 and 20-10 in 87. ESPN likes the Tar Heels even less in this game. Only a 20.3% favorite are the Tar Heels against Auburn. Saturday, September 19th, the Tar Heels welcome FCS opponent James Madison to Keenan Memorial Stadium. And you may think, well, hey, that's nice to get an FCS opponent. That's not exactly the easiest battle in the world either. JMU last year, the colonial champion in the FCS. They were also the FCS national finalist. They fell 28-20 to North Dakota State, who won the FCS championship 
JMU finished number two overall in both polls in the FCS. Though they lost quarterback Ben DiNucci, who is off to Dallas, not going to really matter all that much for JMU. JMU just kind of reloads. Kurt Signetti, his first year after coming there from Elon, only went 14-2, 8-0 in the Colonial. Carolina and JMU have played three times. Carolina's won all three. The last matchup, 2016, the Tar Heels won 56-28. But this is a dangerous game. The Tar Heels should win, and ESPN agrees. They have them as an 85.3% favorite. But this is still a dangerous game if you're Carolina, because JMU is really good. Then Saturday, September 26th, the Tar Heels finally venture into ACC play. They will host Georgia Tech on the 26th of September in Chapel Hill. The Jackets, as we've mentioned, 3-9 and nine last year, 2-6 and six in the ACC. The Tar Heels won last year's game 38-22, 34 first downs for the Tar Heels in that contest. They ran 46 times for 211 yards, attempted 51 passes, made good on 33 of them for 376, four touchdowns and a pick, 587 in total yardage for the Tar Heels in last year's outing, committed six penalties for 61 yards, did the Tar Heels. In that game, Howell, 33 of 51, as we mentioned, 376, four scores, one pick. Javante Williams, 20 carries, 144 on the ground, and a touchdown also grabbed three passes for 25 yards. Michael Carter, 20 carries, 68 yards. He also hauled in five throws for 52 yards against Georgia Tech. Daz Newsom, eight catches, 81 yards, and a score. Deami Brown, six for 77 and a score. Bo Corrales, five for 54 and a score. ESPN, Likes Carolina in this game, as you might imagine. The Tar Heels a 74.5% favorite to beat the Yellow Jackets and start the ACC schedule 1-0. and So there are your first four games for the Tar Heels. Let's take a look back at them. Starting Friday, September 4th, Carolina at UCF. Saturday, September 12th, Auburn will take on North Carolina in Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Saturday, September 19th. The first home game of the year for the Tar Heels, JMU, comes calling. And Saturday, September 26th, Georgia Tech continues the two-game homestand and actually ends that two-game homestand visiting Chapel Hill. Four games down, eight more to go. We'll take a look at those eight games, including the next four. Some interesting matchups in those next four games, including a couple of natural rivals. More on that in just a second. This is Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. Hey, friends, Brian again, and I've been telling you about Built Bar for the last few shows, and have a little news I wanted to pass on to you about Built Bar. They have three new flavors that are coming along for May. Dark chocolate cookie dough, mango, and peach cobbler. I'm a big dark chocolate person. I don't know when in the world that started in my life. I was not as a kid, but all of a sudden I've become a dark chocolate person. If you combine dark chocolate and cookie dough, I'm in. And if you live here in the Southeast, particularly the peach cobbler is a big thing because peaches are all around us. And everybody seems to love peach cobblers. That should be a big hit here in the southeast. If you are in the southern portion of ACC country, you'll want to give Built Bar's new peach cobbler a try. You can get those as a six-bar box. It's only $9.95 with any other purchased item. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first order. That basically makes that six-bar package free for you to try those new flavors. Again, Built Bar tastes great. It's 100% real chocolate. You won't realize you're eating a protein bar and you won't look at those sad aisles of protein bars in the convenience store again and wonder how in the world you ever ate those things. No more of that. 
You can check them out on Instagram. They are at I am built, the letters I am built. Also on Twitter at bar underscore built. That's Built Bar. Again, if you want to order Built Bar, any of the flavors we told you about on this program or the three new ones that we just added, go to BuiltBar.com. Get $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. Welcome back to Locked On ACC. It is Monday, May 11th, 2020. So glad you're here. I'm Brian Wilmer. We're going through the North Carolina football schedule for 2020. And we mentioned that they had some natural rivals coming up. One of those, the Virginia Cavaliers will start off the second four-game stretch Carolina at Virginia, Saturday, October 3rd. Virginia last year, 9-5, and 6-3 and three in the ACC. Carolina and Virginia had a pretty fun contest last year. 38-31, the Wahoos emerged victorious. But it's only fun, I guess, if you're not a Virginia fan. Maybe even if you are, I don't know. But a lot of Virginia fans I know agonized through that game. A lot of Carolina fans I know agonized through that game. Carolina... Lost the first down battle 28-25. They rushed 39 times for 186 yards, 15 of 29 through the air, 353, four touchdowns. A lot of those to the same guy, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. 539 total yards for the Tar Heels in that game. Six penalties, 46 yards for Carolina. Sam Howell, somewhat big night, four touchdowns, but only did complete 51.7% of his passes. Javante Williams, 16 carries, 98 yards. Michael Carter, 14 for 87 in that contest. Daz Newsom grabbed four passes, 65 yards. The big guy on the night, Deami Brown, six catches, as you'll probably remember, 202 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of those on RPO plays where they kind of ran that fake inside handoff, pulled the ball down, got Brown in one-on-one coverage, and he just abused Virginia most of that night. Just <laughs> if you're a Virginia fan watching Deami Brown catch touchdown after touchdown on essentially the same play, had to be infuriating. Antoine Green also caught two balls for 62 yards and a touchdown in that contest. ESPN likes the Tar Heels to exact their revenge on the Cavaliers this year, though. A 71.3% favorite are the Tar Heels to leave the grass at Scott Stadium as a victor. Saturday, October 10th, the Virginia Tech Hokies will make the trip to the Tar Heel State. They will take on North Carolina Tech last year, 8-5. and five. 5-3 Five and three in the ACC. They lost the Belk Bowl 37-30 against Kentucky. And you'll recall last year's game, one of the craziest games you will ever see. And we were wondering when we were going to see that, that first ever game decided by a two-point play. It was that one. Just a, a weird overall game, if you'll recall. It was 31-31 after Antoine Green hauled in a 68-yard throw from Howell with 5-11 to play. Then we got into the wackiness of overtime. Ruggles hit a 29-yarder, Johnson hit a 38-yarder, Bo Corrales caught an 8-yard touchdown pass, Damon Hazleton caught an 18-yard touchdown pass, 41-41, and then nothing happened for the next two overtimes, and all of a sudden in the fifth overtime, Quincy Patterson records the two-point conversion, Hokies win 43-41. In that game, Both teams had 23 first downs. Carolina ran it 40 times for 143 yards. 26 of 49 passing were the Tar Heels. 348 through the air, five touchdowns, 491 in total yardage for Carolina. They committed nine miscues for 69 yards. Michael Carter, 13 carries, 91 yards for the visitors. Javante Williams, 11 for 37. Both of those guys scored a touchdown. Antonio Williams, four touches, 22 yards on the ground. Daz Newsom. 
grabbed nine passes, 112 yards, two scores. Bo Corrales, five for 48 and a touchdown. Garrett Walston, four for 29. Deami Brown only caught two passes, but did go for 53 yards in the contest. Also, Antoine Green had that big 68-yard touchdown. It was the only catch he had all day, but it did go for a score. ESPN, not so bullish on their chances against Virginia Tech. Only a 47.4% favorite are the Tar Heels against the visiting Hokies. Saturday, October 17th, the battle for the victory bell at Duke. Duke last year, 5-7, and 3-5 in the ACC. Carolina won 20-17 last year. You'll recall that game was... 17-14 Duke with 8.37 to play after just a, a weird sequence in which Duke scored two touchdowns in the span of 20 seconds. They had a Quentin Harris pass to Scott Bracey for 11 yards and then a Quentin Harris seven-yard run right there in the middle of the third quarter, and it took a 14-3 Carolina lead to a 17-14 Duke lead. Carolina tied it on a 34-yard field goal from Ruggles with 3.59 to play in the third, and then Ruggles hit a 40-yarder to eventually win it with seven minutes to play. Carolina, 22 first downs. They ran 45 times for 205 yards. Bit of a struggle passing. 10 of 26, 227, two touchdowns, two rips. 432 total yards for the Tar Heels in that contest. They fumbled three times, lost one, but did commit three turnovers overall. Javante Williams, 22 carries, 111 yards. Michael Carter, 12 for 64 and a touchdown. Williams, 5 for 50 in that game, Newsom grabbed four balls for 103 yards and a touchdown. Bo Corrales, two for 70 and a touchdown. The Tar Heels emerged victorious last year, 2017. ESPN likes them to do it again this year. 67% favorite are the Tar Heels as they travel to Durham. Then Saturday, October 24th, the road trip continues at Miami. The Hurricanes last year, 6-7, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC under Manny Diaz. They fell in the Independence Bowl, 14-0 against Louisiana Tech. Carolina beat Miami last year, 28-25. You'll probably recall Daz Newsom grabbed a 10-yarder from Sam Howell with 101 to play. They ran for two, won the ball game, 28-25. Carolina, 22 first downs in that game. They ran 36 times for just 97 yards and a touchdown. 17 of 25, passing 292, two touchdowns, one fumble, got it back. Only one penalty for Carolina for just five yards. Carter, 11 carries, 30 yards. Howell, 11 carries, negative 9 yards. Williams, 10 for 76. Deami Brown, 4 for 80 through the air and a touchdown. Corrales, 3 for 33. Newsom, 2 for 46 and a score. ESPN favors Carolina in this game. 56.2% are the Tar Heels to win that one. And then the Tar Heels close this four-game stretch and the month of October with an off day on Saturday, October 31st. So let's go back through those four games really quickly. Saturday, October 3rd, starts the first of three road games out of the four in this segment. Carolina at Virginia, Saturday, October 10th, the only home game they'll play during this October stretch. They will host Virginia Tech. Then Saturday, October 17th, back on the road to Duke. And October 24th at Miami before an off day, Saturday, October 31st on Halloween. There's your next four games down. Only four more left to cover for North Carolina, and we'll do that coming right up. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Back in a minute. Rolling right along here on Locked on ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. It is Monday, May 11th, 2020. We are winding down our breakdown of the North Carolina football schedule for this coming season. 
The Tar Heels play their homecoming contest to kick off November. The Yukon Huskies pay North Carolina a visit. The Huskies last year 2-10, 0-8 in the American East. Just a rough year for Randy Yetzel's troops overall. They've played twice, have the two teams, 2008-2009. Carolina won both games. 2009, they won 12-10. And in 2008, they won 38-12. In that 2009 contest, you'll probably recall kind of an odd ending. UConn took a 10-0 lead toward the end of the third quarter. A Jordan Todman four-yard touchdown ensured that. But then Casey Barth knocked home a 22-yarder with 10.56 to play. Zach Pianalto grabbed a two-yard pass from TJ Yates to draw it level with 2.36 to play. And then Carolina won it on a safety with 1.32 to play, which seems only fitting when you're playing against UConn. In that game... Carolina, 16 first downs. They ran 38 times for 35 yards. 23 of 32 passing, 233, a touchdown, two picks, 268 in total yardage, two turnovers, five penalties, 30 yards. And this is about the right definition of a homecoming game. ESPN likes Carolina to win 97.5%, which is about as much as you can pull off against a fellow Division I opponent, assuming, of course, you're not Clemson or somebody like that. Saturday, November 14th, Pittsburgh will then visit Chapel Hill. The Panthers last year, 8-5, 4-4 in the ACC. By the way, if you're a Pitt fan, we'll talk about them on Wednesday's program. We'll reveal the rest of the week's schedule as we get later on in this show. Pitt last year, the Quick Lane Bowl victors against Eastern Michigan. Last year, Carolina fell 34-27 to the Panthers. Noah Ruggles hit a 32-yard field goal with 13 seconds to play. Drew it even at 27, but then a Kenny Pickett three-yard run in overtime provided the final margin. Carolina 27 first downs in last year's contest, 35 carries, 136 yards, 27 of 43 passing, 322, three touchdowns, one pick, 458 total yards for the Tar Heels, one turnover in that game, seven penalties, 90 yards, which does hurt a little bit. Antonio Williams, 12 carries, 107 In that game, Michael Carter, 11 rushes, 34 yards. Sam Howell, 6 for negative 23. And Javante Williams, 5 for 25. Daz Newsom, 11 grabs, 170 yards and a touchdown. Bo Corrales, 5 for 92 and a touchdown. Deami Brown, 5 for 35 and a score in last year's contest. ESPN, when looking ahead at this game, likes Carolina 77%. Are the Tar Heels as a favorite? Saturday, November 21st, the Tar Heels hit the road to Chestnut Hill. They will take on Boston College. The Eagles last year, 6-7, 4-4 in the ACC. They lost the Birmingham Bowl 38-6 against Cincinnati. Welcome in Jeff Halfley, Phil Dracovic, and a number of new faces in Chestnut Hill. The schools last played in 2013. Carolina won 34-10 in that contest. They also played... In 2009, 2008, 2005, 2004, and 1984, the Tar Heels have won the last four, that being 2005, 08, 09, and 13. One of those came in the postseason, the 2004 Continental Tire Bowl. There was also the 1981 contest, which Carolina won handily. Carolina ranked ninth in the nation at that point. The last time the schools played in 2013, Carolina 21 first downs. They ran 44 times for 110 yards and two touchdowns. 22 of 29 through the air, three touchdowns, 392 total yards. And you may remember the names of the two quarterbacks who played in that game for Carolina. Bryn Renner, 18 of 21, 
227, two touchdowns. Marquise Williams, four for eight, 55 yards and a score. Carolina favored by 61.9% over BC. And then the Tar Heels closed the regular season with the NC State Wolfpack. Carolina beat them handily last year, 41-10. We mentioned that was one of the three big wins on which they closed their season. Carolina, 27 first downs in that game, 41 rushes, 180 yards, two scores, 25 of 35 passing, 440, three scores, one pick, 620 total yards for North Carolina in that contest. They also forced four miscues from NC State despite committing 10 penalties for 90 yards in that game. Michael Carter, 16 carries, 97 yards. Javante Williams, 9 for 58 in that game. Williams with two rushing touchdowns. Daz Newsom, 7 catches, 130 and a score. Deami Brown, 6 for 150 and a score. Bo Corrales caught four passes for 59 yards. Carolina favored by 83.8% over NC State. So we've gone through the schedule. Let's go ahead and take a quick spin back through all of it. To recap the North Carolina schedule, Friday, September 4th, they start the season by traveling to UCF. Saturday, September 12th, Auburn in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Saturday, September 19th, JMU in Chapel Hill. Saturday, September 26th, Georgia Tech at home. Then three of four games in October on the road. Saturday, October 3rd at Virginia. Saturday, October 10th, Virginia Tech. Saturday, October 17th at Duke. Saturday, October 24th at Miami. Saturday, November 7th, after an off day, UConn visits for homecoming. Then Pitt at home on Saturday, November 14th at BC to close down the road portion of the schedule on Saturday, November 21st. And NC State visits on Friday, November 27th. And as always, if they are fortunate enough to make the ACC championship, that will be contested Saturday, December 5th in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Now to the over-under numbers. And we'll look at what Caesars has for this year. They project North Carolina with the over-under of 8.5. So let's go back through what ESPN projects, tell you how they have it shaking out. ESPN projects 9 wins, so it's right in line with that 8.5. Carolina only favored to lose 3 games at UCF. They're a 21.3% favorite to win that game. Auburn and Atlanta, 20.3%, and Virginia Tech, 47.4%. Everything else, Carolina is a 56% favorite or higher to win. So some of those games that they're favored to win, let's go ahead and assume that all three of those will be losses. So they're favored to be JMU. They should win that game. It'll be closer than one might think. Georgia Tech, they should win. Virginia, uh, that's that's the one that trips me up. A lot of people are not really high on Virginia this year, and I don't understand why. We'll get to them when we break down Virginia's schedule. I know they lost a lot. I know they lost Bryce Perkins. I know they lost all this talent. There's no Joe Reed, et cetera, et cetera. There's no Hasis Dubois. That's fine. I just, I don't think they're going to fall back to the bottom of the pack like everybody else thinks. But again, this is not a Virginia preview. This is a Carolina preview. At Duke, they should win. At Miami, they should win. UConn, they definitely should win. Pittsburgh, they should win. I don't know if I like them to win three of every four times like ESPN does. At BC, they should win. NC State, they should win. I think they're probably at worst eight and four. If they fall below 8-4, and four, that's probably a problem in Chapel Hill, especially considering last year they went 7-6, and six, if you count their bowl outing. That schedule shapes up nicely for them to win at least eight games this year, I would think. So there's your look at North Carolina football for 2020. As I mentioned, coming up Wednesday, we'll take a look at Pittsburgh's schedule, then Syracuse on Friday, and next week, 
we get into the final three schedule previews that we'll do here on Locked On ACC as we break down Wake Forest, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Next Friday, we will be under 100 days until the college football season is slated to kick off. Keep your fingers crossed, your toes crossed, all other extremities crossed that we have football in 2020. As always, if you find value in this program, please like, rate, follow, share, and subscribe. The more you get the word out, the more we get recognized for what we're doing here. We would love to have some additional backing from all of you. We know that you're supporting the program. You're probably doing so in a silent fashion. We ask that if you do like it, share it, follow it, etc., etc. Every little bit helps. Also, as we wind down here, I wanted to pass along one other thing. This is really completely unrelated, but I wanted to mention uh, over the weekend, the legendary soul singer Betty Wright uh, passed away. I'm also a big music geek, which I don't get into on this program very much, but do yourself a favor, take a minute, go on YouTube, find some of Betty Wright's stuff. You will not regret it. While you're online, tell your smart speaker that it needs to play some of our fellow conference shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out Locked On SEC, Locked On Big 12, Locked On Big 10. Support our fellow conference shows. They are doing exactly what we're doing, and they're doing it, hopefully, in the same manner that we're doing it. So support our fellow conference shows right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, if you want to tweet me, I am at Sports Matters individually. You can also tweet the show. We are at Locked On ACC. You can send us an email, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. If you're listening to the program, if we haven't heard from you, please let us know. We'd love to know what you think of the program. If there's something we're doing well, we'll keep doing it. If there's something we can do better, we'll try better next time. And until next time, I am Brian Wilmer. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Locked On ACC. We'll see you back here Wednesday. Take care, everyone.